Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to this Ibrox, it's your flagship podcast and it's Scott Patterson to talk you through a, a busy last couple of days in the world of Rangers and certainly a busy week that, that looks ahead of us now. We're recording this on Sunday night for publishing on Monday. As always, you're very welcome. Pleased to say joining us this week, we have a debutant, but before we introduce him, we have two of the of the standard guys, we have to say, who are, who are, who are back for, a, for another week and, and I'm I'm really glad to say uh, Kyle is joining us. Hi, Kyle. How are you, mate? Not bad, Scott. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Nice being back at the football this week as well. Absolutely. And James, hi. How are you, Barry? Uh, very well, Scott. Good to be good. back on here as well with the boys. I love uh, that background. Sensational, isn't it? I'm outside iBooks in here. Freezing. <laughs> Cold, eh? You're looking Chilling. very well for the minus temperatures, I have to say. Only got a T-shirt. <laughs> and, and joining us for, for his first ever appearance on the pod is it, Reese Cochran. Hi, Reese. How are you? How are you guys? I'm good. Hi, delighted to be here. Very welcome. Look forward to seeing... I, I nearly said seeing more of you, but it's not one of those shows. Um, Kyle, so obviously we, we've, we've done the Scottish Cup. Um, we, we had Stirling Albion at our place on Friday night. I felt first 20 minutes was a bit of a dirge and a wee bit of a concern. I don't know if it was because of the new guys or the guys that had been introduced that maybe weren't expected to be introduced, Simpson, Barker, etc. Um, it was a wee bit turgid, I felt, to begin with. Yeah, that, that's the exact word to use. The first um, 20 minutes of that game, for lack of a better word, were stinking, weren't they? There was just <laughs> nothing happening. It was just a bit lethargic. I mean, that was the sort of question that, that Craig and I were, were asking ourselves when we were sort of heading away from the stadium was, you know, is it like that? Because these guys aren't getting game time, you know, uh, especially with, as you alluded to, Simpson being included. I was quite surprised that, that he was starting Barker. I just, 
quite left field, wasn't it? Yeah, just I mean that, that that almost took me um as much by surprise as the Balogun starting in the old firm game did. But um, yeah, it is what it is. And um yeah, the, overall um we, we got back into it after that first twenty minutes, but there's just other than Lowry coming on, there was nothing to be said about that first twenty minutes of that football game. Jim, one of the things that struck me, I, th- I think you were very aware of the starting 11. There was a couple of guys, I think I put it in our group chat, um, who were arguably playing, not necessarily for the Rangers' future, but maybe playing for a move away so they could get first-team football. I think that point speaks to, to guys like Brandon Barker, for example, in the first instance. They didn't really do a lot to, to sort of um, prick anyone's ears to say, you know what I mean? Come and see me. I, I I can do this for you. You know what I mean? No, no exactly. I was just, I was surprised everybody else was seeing that team sheet. And the first twenty minutes we were talking as well. It looked like a team that's never played played with each other. And yeah, exactly what it showed because none of them really have. So, but as you said, I think a couple of them that came on, well, a couple of them that started, were definitely looking to put in the shop window, shall we say? Um, wanted to see if there's any sort of interest in them based on the performance to put in. I was surprised to move anywhere. Surprised anybody would want to take them this in January. Yeah. So, but definitely, no, I was the only, only player. And I was a bit surprised. Simpson actually played all right, even though they had never had to do much. But yeah. Um. But I definitely, definitely shot window material was is what I would call it for the couple for the couple of men. Reese, one of the things that I I think surprised everyone other than the team selection was that the. Do you know what I mean? That we, we knew that um, Leon King was going to be there or thereabouts, same with Charlie McCann, because they had been involved in the bench at Pataudry. Um, I think there was almost an expectancy that these guys would be thrown in from the start. Uh, were you a wee bit surprised that, that neither King nor McCann, and I know it was the, the, sort of the third man that will, will come into shortly, who, who kind of gets all the headlines deservedly so, were you surprised, Reese, that maybe King and, and McCann weren't involved from the start? I was, I thought um, there was a few rumours going about kind of earlier on that day that McCann, not McCann, sorry, um, would be starting. Uh, apparently he's quite good, he's got good pedigree coming from Man United and that, so it was quite exciting and young thing being so young, but I don't know, it just seemed like it was more a let's get minutes into these guys who are maybe on the fringe or he could throw in against the World League teams in the SPL than let's the young boys are full 90. Yeah. Kyle, one of the things that, that kind of disappointed me, and I have to say it worried me when it happened, was when um, Hadji got clobbered. Um, I've, Ali McCoy said in the, the commentary, apparently after it, that it was one of these things that because you don't know where the man is coming from behind you, you're kind yeah. of going full pelt and, and trying to strike the ball and you just you, you collide entirely accidental. Um Obviously concerned that he goes off with some big, big games coming up. Um, but it was really the, the night changed on that moment we had you going off. And the introduction of Alex Lowry um, is, is really something that I think we as Rangers fans will maybe look back on this season. I think you'll see a lot more of him as the season goes on. But as far as his performance on the night, he was very impressive, wasn't he? Yeah, he was clearly the the man of the match. I was I was so glad that he got it. Um, sometimes you know you're at Ibrox and the man of the match gets around and you're like, how the hell did that? They're <laughs> obviously just wanting to meet Alfredo after the game, but um, <laughs> yeah, for 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 that one, um, absolutely spot on. I mean, uh, one of my good friends, he's into quite a few B team games this season, and every time he comes back, it's it's the three guys to the 
you know, he talks about Weston, Lowry, yeah. Allegria, but he's really, really said that Lowry's the one that stands out. He's the one that makes everything tick in the centre of that park. I mean, I mean, I know I jokingly uh, saw a few comparisons on um, Twitter uh, comparing them to Luka Modric. Maybe that's just like a style, but it's a wee while to go on that yet. But just that was Yuri. Yeah, Yuri. But yeah, no, he was he, he was really really brilliant. I mean, you could see it. it just the way he received the ball. You know, when you just see one of these players at Ibrox, and you know whatever it is, he had it and he had it in bundles. His, his first touch was brilliant. I thought his vision was brilliant. Even, and well, most importantly, I think off the ball was when he did a lot of his work. You saw him, I mean, but guys like Lundstrom, I mean, he was like shouting and pointing, telling him where to play passes. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, and I just don't think Lundstrom at times was on his wavelength to, to find some of those passes. But yeah, it certainly changed the, the game. And, and I thought his, his goal was a fantastic goal. I mean, couldn't tell you the last time I've seen a goal where a, where a midfield player just basically had a wee cut back onto him, which was, I'll say that was one of two good things Bakuna did in the whole game. Um, but uh, yeah, the wee cut back and just passing the ball, just it was a fantastic finish. So, Kyle, I'm going to stay with you because I think you've, you've kind of spoke a lot about how his, um, how technically he, he looked yeah. at it. I, I think everyone sort of appreciates that, that he looked at it. The one thing that got me was his his confidence and his, his kind of his swagger when he came on. It looked like he was just, he was desperate to get in the ball and desperate to um, direct play. And I think that is a quality that if it's coming through the, the youth from the training centre, you know, as, as, as supporters of the club, we, we should absolutely embrace that. Yeah, and I mean, it's one thing, I mean, you've got to credit the club for looking at that as well. I mean, he came out and said it in his post-match interview. It's basically 10, he's been there since he was eight, he's 18. That's 10, 10 years of his life and the last every day has been geared towards this day and he, and he didn't disappoint. I mean, he's he's lived all of our dreams, I think it's fair to Absolutely. say. I mean, yeah. Imagine doing that and, and I mean, I just, I don't know how you could cope with pressure like that, to be honest, at times and, and, he, and he flourished under it and that can only be a good thing for us going forward, you know. I know we touched on it um, earlier on, but go for, you know, the, the route that Nathan Patterson has gone on that must have given guys like that, you know, a real, real shot in the arm in terms of if that's what's happening to somebody else that's come through the teams, there's no reason. I mean, I don't like talking about Rangers being a stepping stone club, but I mean, that is the model that we as supporters and fans have to accept these days. And that has got to be the goal for, for guys like that coming through. And yeah, especially with the inclusion of uh, McCann and the team, unfortunately, I'd like to see him getting on. I can totally understand why Ruth was brought on. But um, yeah, Leon King as well, he... he he looked brilliant, didn't he? Well, he looked very, very assured and very confident. And you know, you know, Jim. One of the things that amazed me about um, Leon King, he's he's been on the periphery for a couple of seasons now, um, and he's eighteen now. Do you know what I mean? He's been on the periphery since he was about twelve. It feels like, for goodness' sake, um, he's evidently going to be someone that I think is going to. Is going to learn a lot this second half of the season. I I would expect Van Bronckhorst to to use him as and when he can. Um, and next season will probably be the big season for him, I think, because he'll be looking to to push and play that a little bit more than what he has done already. But again, when he came on, Jim, he had he had a good second half, didn't he? he looked he looked more than adequate um, and and happy to be there. He did. He looked he looked, um, looked a good player when he came on. I've heard heard about Leon King. Um, not seen him since since we played Partick Fish, so that's the only time I've seen him. And I've not really had much notice of the sort of 
B-team, um, the things Rags is normally the first team I normally uh, focus on, to be honest. But from what I've heard in the rumours about how good a player he was and what it was, it's good to see him getting a chance. And he definitely looked, as Kyle's words there, he looked assured on the ball. He looked as if he wanted the ball any time. It was out of position. I was out of possession. Oh, when you were in possession, he was always looking for the ball when the ball was at the back. Yeah. And he was asking for the ball and looking to do something with it. And he looked, he looked, he looked quite pacey as well for the centre half, um, which I noticed as well. Um, but definitely, as a team, the team uh, that we've got in reserve, um, we can only be hopeful for the future because it looks, it is looking bright. And I think the. Geo's back staff, they're always wanting to play the sort of academy players and get them introduced into the team and yeah. when they can. And it's definitely showing with four boys there into the, the squad on Friday night. Yeah. Um definitely looking good for us going forward. The fact's the way we want to be want to be going. It's, it's always good to get there. I, I think it's something we've always been crying out for for a long, long time is getting it's I think most of the point of having an academy team if you never played any of the players and it's good Aye. to see good to see boys getting an actual chance for a change. Reese, we went in two nothing up at, at half time. Obviously, Tav scored the penalty before half time and and missed one. What I want to do is I want to speak to you about um, the second half. Obviously, we, we do you know what I mean. The second half sort of came and went. We scored an hour twice and and um, said the Ted was um, was on the score sheet as was Fashion Sakala. So we'll deal with them in that order. Um, Etienne, I thought worked really really hard. Um, and it looked like it was going to be one of these nights that he just wasn't going to score. Um, so his emphatic celebration um, from his goal was, I, I was, as I say, quite deserved, don't you? I definitely. I think it was it was pure relief, probably in his part more than anything else. Because yeah. the guy, he's not. It's not that he's not had much of a chance, but he was perhaps unfairly put out on loan at the start of the season. Um, I think for the minute we signed him. I think the reaction was a bit overhyped. I think at first people were saying, not been this excited since Yelovich and people like that. Like, <laughs> on that comparison straight away, he's like point blank, going to put pressure on him. Yeah. And he always just looks like he's trying really hard. You can tell he really wants to do well. He wants to be that main man at Rangers and score goals. But it's just never really clicked for him. Yeah. And it seemed like it was going to be one of them the other night. But I'm glad it did for him. And, Sikara as well, getting on the score sheet is only going to boost the guy's confidence. Kyle, you, um, Shug, by the way, heard you say something absolutely shocking about Bakuna, so I'm sure he'll deal with you at an date. However, he did have two assists and his slide drill pass for Fashion Sakala at the death of the game was absolutely excellent, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably one thing I enjoy more in football than, than the goals as, as a good Winding pass. Winding up shock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was expecting that day as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, as you, as you said, the, the pass, that outside his foot, the, the weight on it was, it was it was a stunning, stunning pass. I mean, I know it's against um, not the best quality opposition, but, you know, you can only play in who you're putting uh, who's in front of you, sorry, and uh, it was brilliant. And what I will say as well, I thought, I thought Sakala's touch, his first touch to take it around that uh, defender, again, understanding that I know that they're tired at that point, but I just, that could have done, um, you know, it can only do his confidence in the world of good. And uh, I loved his wee celebration went into the corner and was pretending to snip his hair. So <laughs> it's just as if we couldn't all love the man even more. Absolutely. And, you, and it's funny you say that because I think one of the things you do have with Fashion Sakala now 
Um, two things. I think there's an element of the Nacho Novos about him. I think he's got the ability to become a bit of a cult hero without being really, really, really good. You know yeah. what I mean? And you, I don't think there's real clarity over whether he's going to be a winger or a striker at the club. I think that needs to, to be clarified. But I have to say, I felt Kyle is work rate and his, um, his efficiency, his movement with the ball on Friday night. And I know we're playing still Albion. and I get that, I understand that. But he was good. I mean, he, he looked like he was at it and he looked like he was keen to impress. Yeah, from the off, he did. He was the only one. He had his hand up in the air every time. You know, he was out wide. You could see that was something. Obviously, the coaching staff had worked on because, I mean, Lundstrom did have a few daft passes over to, to the left when he was um, trying to find them. But when he did find them, he was very attacking. You know, this um, the who is it? I can't remember what the Stirling album is. It Jordan Young, his name is the the manager. Anyway. Eric Young. Eric Young, sorry. You could see that he, he had got his tactics spot on with that because every time he got the ball, there was two Albion players on him. But yeah. still, you know, on more than one occasion, he, he just skipped past them. You could see it. he loves that um, going out to the wing and then cutting in and then uh, trying to have a shot with his right foot. You saw him do that against Motherwell. You saw him try to do it a couple of times. And, you know, hopefully it's something that the coaching team are working on. But, yeah, I do agree with you in terms of, I think it for his um, development going forward, I think it would benefit him if we had a clear, you know, position. This is what we want you to focus on. We want you to, you know, be a left winger or or you're, you're thrown through the, the front. And I think that would sort a lot of the issues out. He needs a run of games, but name a football player that doesn't to get his um, form up. Yeah. Jim, the, the team lineup for the outfield guys at the start of the game on Friday um, was... Tav, Goldson, Balligan, Simpson. Um, you had Lundstrom in there, Hadji, Barker, Sakala, Etten, and I've missed someone out, Bakuna. I wonder come the 31st of January, clicking into the 1st of February, doing my Jim White bit with the yellow tie, I wonder how many of these guys are still going to be there come the 1st of February. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I wish I'd have... Crystal ball. Crystal ball for it, me. Aye. <laughs> um, if if none are sold, I'd, I'd expect a few being out and loan. Um, okay. I see the likes of I know I touched on already Barker. I see the likes of Barker being out and loan again. If not, if nobody comes in to sign him, if we're lucky enough to get him out and loan. <laughs> but uh, aye, a few a few of them, I'm not too sure who's going to be there. I'd see like a, a few of the boys. Sort of, the main sort of core of the team. Apart from the ones we've mentioned, like the two or three that were a bit shocked actually were in the team, um, I can see them probably being there to the end of the season um, yeah. as, as backup for the first team, um, for the main sort of team we've got just now. But I do expect maybe about three, three or four maybe going out the door, yeah. either on loan or on transfer right. Jim, Jim said earlier on that um, Simpson kind of played almost like an inverted fullback role, so. Um, when when Tav was sort of climbing up the pitch, which was more often than not, Simpson could so could sort of tuck in and, and create a three, and either of the three could could probably progress up the pitch. Um, I think Simpson is is one of these guys. He's had a bit of a hard time at, at centre half. I I think the the jury's made their decision on him, but I think Jim's right. I thought on Friday night he played reasonably well, but I think he must be one of the guys who will disappear at some point in this month. 
I think so. I I think Simpsons. He's probably going down that Glenn Middleton route. Yeah, we've got same yeah. way. Majority of the squad, the, no the squad, the team that played on Friday rather like the likes of Barker. If he goes out and loan, the guy's English. He's no like Middleton that he'll maybe go to a lower league Scottish team. He'll go somewhere in England more than likely. Yeah. And if he doesn't impress there, then where do you go for there? The same way the likes of Middleton didn't set the hell on fire at St. Johnson. Yeah. But I think Simpson is one of them. He looked. Relatively assured, but in perspective, it is still an Albion you're playing against. Do you know what I mean? It's, I would 100% rather start a boy for the academy than the likes of Simpson or Barker going forward. Because to be totally honest with you, Friday was a boring game. It was a tough watch at times. Yeah. And then I think it was pivotal when Lowry came on. That One of the things that impressed me was he was the only one that seemed to have a bit of urgency in his passing. Yep. Like Great. totally up the tempo whenever he got the ball. It was like he would switch it. And when you're sitting against a team that are sitting back and likely just to wait for you to play it towards them, then they'll try and physically get on top of you. It just seemed to be, right, we're going to move it before they've got time to just adjust to the low block. Yeah. And okay. I think the more urgency and emphasis we put on that, that you probably get naturally for younger players than what you will. The likes of Bakuna and yeah. Parker that are just going to be kind of stolen. Absolutely. Then, the better the team will be. Kyle, one of the things that I I, I think you alluded to, which I, I completely agree, was um, getting legs into uh, Kmart roof. Um, yeah. We obviously have the situation where we go to to Celtic Park in, in a couple of weeks' time and we're, we're going to be without Alfredo. Um, the importance of having a, a fit Kmart roof for that tie and probably... The, the tie surrounding that before and indeed after, um, we really need to have him 100% ready to go and, and firing as, as as well as he can. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be absolutely key. I mean, if he can stay injury-free, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm not too sure. Is there something about Jamaica being able to call him up or am I just they can. thinking that? So there's the possibility of that. So assuming that doesn't happen, he is going to be the main man for us going forward. I think, um, is it basically his goal scoring record is one in every two games or something? Yeah, I mean, he has got a great record. The the obvious concern is is how sturdy his legs are. Yeah. Um, The the worry for me that you have with Kemar Roof now is that you're, you're. Staring down a bit of the Ryan Jack situation there as well, yeah. who is is another person who we need back fit and ready to go as as soon as possible. As far as I'm concerned, having those two guys unfit too often um, isn't really good enough. Yeah, to- to- totally agree. I mean, I think I mean as much Ryan Jack's one of my favourite players, but I think yeah. he's in that category now where I think we just have to consider him like. He's not really part of the squad. I mean, what's that? The best he's had two, three appearances in the best part of eighteen months, something like that. Maybe yeah. a bit less than that. Um, but yeah, Kamar Roof, if he can stay fit, he's, he's he's super important to us. I mean, the funny thing about it is, ironically enough, in the system at times that, that, that we've started playing now, especially the you know with the inclusion of like uh, right and Kent on the wings now, um, I think Roof's ideal for that that system with being a. Um, the, the striker that he is, he's, he's really good poacher. You know, he's that sort of six-yard box finisher. Yeah. He's, he's really good at sweeping things up. Funnily enough, I think Itton 
is is absolutely ideal for that, you know, role as well. I think that's why he's been been called back. We'll see. I'll be really, really interested to see his involvement um, uh, over the next few games as well. For me, I wasn't too impressed by him. I, I do agree with you guys in terms of that you could, you could see it because I've never seen a player so frustrated uh, at chances before. Like, I mean, he, he, when you could hear him, like, in his, you know, his German accent, you know, like really shouting at the top of his voice. And he's just, he was just a bit too hard on himself, but for just, it didn't really fill me with much confidence. Hopefully, he gets a wee run of games and, and that, that changes, but. Yeah, Ruth, uh, to go back to your earlier point, Ruth is very important for us if he stays fit. Reese, if, if you go to if you go to Celtic Park and you go in there with, and Ruth's been called up for Jamaica, for example, so he's burst and we don't have him going to Celtic Park. Um, Celtic, coincidentally, don't have any midfielders, so we should be okay. Um, but you're very aware you could be going in there with Itten or Sakala playing through the middle. Um I don't know how we feel about that. Certainly not confident would be the answer to that one. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be the case. Of give right, give uh, rough minutes, but don't give them that many minutes that Jamaica are thinking about calling them up. <laughs> <laughs> Get them kind of limping or something, but just absolutely <laughs> fine when the camera's only there. I put it on, absolutely. Uh, but I think uh, we're certainly going in with about a depleted squad, like no matter what outcomes happen for now till then, but um, it's a tough place to go at the best of times, but I've been there before, beat them, so I've seen us get results at Parkhead, including a one-inch draw with that Clint Hill goal years ago, Yeah, and that, that squad was a lot worse off than what this one is, even with some international call-ups, and last time we beat them when Gerard had his feet up in the hill. <laughs> Jim, one of the things that um, obviously we found out over the weekend um, there was where we go for the next round and it's a, a tricky trip to Annan I say tricky because we have the wonderful 90 minutes of playing on one of those bloody plastic pitches again that we we became so accustomed to over the years in Scottish football Um I'm glad they train on something similar at the training centre back and forward because that could potentially be a bit of a banana skin if you're going down there and you were only ever training or playing in grass. Aye, uh, that's true. So, but I think the players are accustomed to it now. The majority yeah. of the squad are accustomed to playing in actual tough pitches now. Um, I just see as long as we go down there with a, with a positive attitude and just take it, take it as a professional, take it as, a, as it did with, with every game. Yeah. These professional sports will get the job done when we go down there. But um, plastic pitches is so the players with the, the dodgy knees like the Camaros we were just talking about. So who we don't want to be playing on these pitches, but yeah, um, it's but, but it's as long as we just go down with the professional attitudes we do every other game, that should be should be beating them. Well, we we've kind of spoke about the um, the Lowry effect, which which we we seen on on Friday night. I wonder if we're at the stage now we've seen the the sort of the the fruits that were um, brought alongside Nathan Patterson playing so well and leaving financially great for the club. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been really quick to say when he's arrived that if there's guys in the academy that are good enough, they will play, they will be involved. Um, mm-hmm. He's been good to his words. 
by by involving um, Lowry and, and and King on on Friday night. I wonder if there would be the same sort of level of confidence throwing these guys into Saturday afternoon, three o'clock at Ibrox in a league game. Depending entirely on the opposition. I mean, yeah. um, you can you can see the way that the Rangers have done things. You don't bring in a guy like Dave Voss if you're not serious about bringing youth players through. I think that's massive um, for us going forward in that. You know, I could certainly see Lowry playing against some of the, the teams that are maybe a bit lower down in the division. Livingston might actually be an ideal um, uh, yeah. game for, for him to, to play in something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you ask Craig if you, who would rather be starting, if it was Lundstrom or uh, Lowry, I think. I know he'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I could put my money on uh, who you would say. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've seen it before in, in the past. I mean, it's the only way you're going to really know if these guys are going to be good enough or not. I mean, ideally, you would like to have a, a bigger points cushion where you would feel a bit more uh, or a bit less pressure, I should say, if these guys are coming into the team. But... As you, as you said, you said it in many a press conference, Gio, if are good enough and you train hard, you will play. And and hopefully going forward, that, that's what we'll see. I mean, I would certainly be confident, especially if um, if Leon King, you know, I've seen, I've only seen glimpses of him. I've seen him, um, I want to say he had maybe four, four first team appearances or something like that. I think I've seen a couple of those. Yep. Is he even as much as that? I don't know. I actually think, I, bit, I might not be, certainly not many more than four, if at all. Yeah. And and he's he's always looked good, and as we said, from all the teams, uh, uh, the reports, sorry, from from the B team, um, Lowry even touched on it in his post post match interview, and, and they, they play against men every week, and I Absolutely. think that is something that, that that is missing. I mean, you see, it's all very well and good if you're playing in the reserve team, you know, you're playing in other reserve teams, and you're you're humping them, you know, ten, fifteen nil, but you know, these they get real good games, and and they obviously learn from them, and going forward, yeah, I, I would have no. Opposition to sticking these guys in if, if they're needed. Reese, we, we we spoke about the the potential for maybe missing a, a striker on the not necessarily a trip just to Celtic Park, but as I said, the the, the games that, that surround that. And I, I think it was um, Kyle that mentioned um, the boy Weston, Tony Weston, who's firing a ridiculous amount of goals in at that level. He may be someone that if he doesn't go out on loan in January, I would imagine. Um, he's perhaps someone who we could see in these Scottish Cup ties, that we we run outs in, in these games between now and the end of the season. I would definitely like to see them uh, get some more opportunities in that, although yeah. I, I'd, kinda, I'd have to be a bit more cautious than Kyle, to be honest with you, with the league campaign. I think um, there's so much banking on it. and At the minute, worst case scenario, you lose the old firm, we're still a point ahead, but between now and then, I don't think any risks can kind of be dropped, like yeah. taking in, in terms of dropping points. But it's quite embarrassing, actually. We're getting to that stage now where uh, I think probably the first time ever there's players coming through at Rangers that are actually younger than me. And it's getting to that <laughs> point where my dad's like, hold on, he's making a Rangers debut and you've got uni and what, what, what are you doing? I'm kind of like, uh, that, that comparison level is <laughs> probably the first time ever. But... Uh, Nah, in all honesty, it's great to see, but I think it's part of that Dutch culture. They've got a massive emphasis on youth development, and yeah. it looks like we're going to be taking it a lot more seriously, which is, I think, anytime something goes wrong for Rangers, it seems to be what fans cry out with. We need more homegrown players. We need more Rangers at heart players and stuff. So, 
you do hope that they benefits and the kind of positive attachments we all ideally have with that will come through and you'll start to see a proper Rangers identity through the team. Mm-hmm. Good call. Good call. Uh, Jim, nice easy one for you. Alex Rowley, Lowry, rather, goodness me. Um, does he does he start on Wednesday against Livingston for you? I'm I'm, I'm quite a believer. I don't know how old you are, Scott, but John Wallace the John Wallace the John Wallace if you're good enough to play, and um, if you if you played well in a game, you keep your spot in the team. Yeah, pretty much. So how everything should be, but nah, kind of. I kind of agree with where you should put caution in there and just play your best starting eleven. I know Alex Lowry came on, done a done a good job on, on Friday night. You still got to try and make the league a priority and put out your strongest strongest eleven, and then see how we get on. And then if I if I win the game well and bring him on for the last sort of I don't know twenty minutes or so for three or four, we've got two or three goals up. Play, play the last twenty minutes, bring your your phone if need to be, but. I I'd play I'd play strong. It's the the eleven we've had for pretty much most of the season. I would try yeah. and play them. I have to say my own my own personal thought on it is, um, if Hadji doesn't make it, and we we look to sort of play that roaming ten, who'll go either side behind the front man, um, and after the way Lowry played on on Friday, I would absolutely start him against Livingston Ibrox. I one hundred percent would. I would give him a chance. Um, and we'll listen. We'll see if that if that happens or not. I think it's going to be one of the um, the options that he's going to have. Of course, that is Joe Aribo. I don't think I'll be back in time for Wednesday, Kyle. I know you've got your eye on whatever's going on. Can, oh, can, what, what, can oh, you give us a clue? Well, at the moment, I'll tell you, it is eighty nine minutes gone. Tunisia are still one 0 up, and Nigeria have a red card, so he might very well be back in time for it. He's coming home. It will be. He's coming home. He's coming home. Right, listen, Kyle, I want hey, to stay with you. Hey, you Jeff stay or not? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> What's happening, Chris? <laughs> Kyle, I want to speak to you. The last time we played Livingston, um, we beat them three one at their yep. place. Um, David Martindale delighted because his team won. Um, but we obviously had um, <laughs> Arfield. That was a slow burner, isn't it? It's a slow burner. <laughs> yeah. um, Arfield, Aribo, and Sakala scored an absolutely cracking header. And one, of yeah. his, one of his first goals for the club, I think it was, actually. Um, but we go back to that, and that was Snowball Gate, wasn't it? That was that poor groundsman who was absolutely shattered. Half-time yeah. on for about three years. Him just cleaning up snowballs all over the shop. Um, listen, I, I digress. I, I think Livingston coming to Ibrox should be another three points for us in the bag. And um, it should be um, the first of hopefully six because we've got Ross County next weekend. So you would like to think that we take six points for those games going into the Old Firm game on the 2nd of February. Yeah, going into games like that, you've always got to be confident. I mean, obviously a lot of our first team players will be coming back in. I mean, I think we can pretty much rhyme off the starting 11 um, by now who we'd expect to be playing although who comes in for Kent um, might be an interesting um, debate because I'm not too sure about that one I have had thoughts on it Um, Sakala yeah that's that's my feeling exactly I think we'll go with Sakala and and, and right on the wings Um, um, but yeah in terms of that game as you said the last time Martindale he's a good manager Martindale he always sets, sets his team up you know, well, they always give us a game. You know exactly what you're getting. They're going to be tough to break down. And it's just, 
I mean, hopefully it'll be a case of how long it takes for us to break them down. Um, I can certainly see, um, especially with the five subs now, I don't know what your guys' uh, thoughts are on introducing five subs halfway through a season, but um, it's, for, for me, it, it's happened. I don't necessarily agree with changing the rules halfway through a season, but it can all be beneficial to us. I mean, to touch on, you know, the, the question you asked me last, I think that's where we're going to see guys like Lowry maybe get an extra wee 10, 15 minutes, you know, if if they're um, if we're a couple of goals up or whatever. But yeah. yeah, you would expect us to go in to, at home on a Wednesday night. You you would expect us to win quite confident against Livingston. Jim, same question to you. Livingston on on Wednesday, Ibrox, you'd be reasonably confident taking into account our film just now and and their form. To be perfectly honest. I'd be confident. Um, I know Livingston tend to give you a game away, but Ibrox, I should say, it being a straightforward game. Um, yeah. Seeing him just sitting back, trying to hit his in the counter, but no, going forward, I can see he's just having enough to, to beat them by a couple, two or three, maybe. And and Reese, same same question to you. You'll you fancy on Wednesday. Does Sakala come in for Kent for you on Wednesday night? Okay, um, there's no a great deal of other options. I think it's got to be, but I yeah. think. Funnily enough, it suits them, especially with the changing system. Under Gerard, that was famously quoted, would be as two wide tens rather than wingers. Mm. Whereas now it seems to be out and out wingers with uh, Geo. So it suits Sakala to be able to isolate people. And I think we've seen it about 10 times. He, he loves a wee one on one with a full back, knock it by them and try and run yeah. on the outside of them, even if it does mean just about going up the Bellstruth main stand. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that will really suit him. And just to touch on that kind of position dilemma with him earlier on we spoke about, I think he's comfortable at either, but I can see him being more of a winger just purely because of that ability to hug the line, knock it by somebody and get breaking through. And I actually really liked that about Scott Wright up at Aberdeen. I think there was one ball that came across to him, takes a touch by his man, first touch is direct towards the byline beats yeah. man and I think that's something we lack at times especially when there's a, a team sitting back against us yeah, there's great. no end of going beyond so Sakala and right on the wings for me would be pretty good especially if they can get in behind you get better chance of cutbacks and an early goal should seal it for us Jim, one of the stories that's bubbling under now is the is the, the John Suter saga every January transfer window, there's something that goes on right into the end of the month. Um, I reckon this one will be there or thereabouts. The one question I would ask you um, is how much would you be prepared to pay hearts for John Souter now? Um, a glass empty and a wamba, I'll give them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, realistically, no, he's running a contract for this. 200 grand that I push, I'd give them. Uh, even yeah. at that, even I think that that's too much. Um, so I don't know how much we got Kamara for. But, um, Absolutely. But no, I'd say realistically, if they're looking for some sort of money from us just now, I'd say 200, 250 grand tops. Anything more than that's just crazy money. Kyle John Suter, take him just now. How much? I to agree with Jim on this one. I think um, I think he's he's not too far away from. It. I think about the two hundred k would be good. I mean, some of the figures that I mean, we were discussing prior, to, you know, starting this, you know, half a million is just. I mean, that's that's mental stuff for hearts. But um, uh, yeah, about two hundred k. That's what I'd pay to get him in. The question is, is I would only really do that if if, if Bolton 
left at the moment. Yeah, I absolutely. Aye. Just to put that into perspective, though, we'd say half a million for Sutherland now is overpriced. That would get you 18 Nathan Pattersons. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, no, you would get 18 of John Sutherland now for yeah. Nathan Patterson. I totally messed that one Ma- up. Listen, um, Mass was never my strong point either, Reese is okay. Aye, and we automatic Champions League at stake next season. Yeah. It's a big half of the season, and it's worth a lot more than 500k as in kind of long term planning. So, Reese, you would give them half a million for them right now? I don't know that I'd go as high as half a million, but. I'd definitely go above 200. It would be somewhere in between that I would probably go, depending on how severe it gets for us personally towards the end of the window. So if you've got the likes of Goldson or Bargain picking up injuries, Hollander not really getting right back into training and fitness, then I think we are reasonably well covered. We've got four starting centre-backs there, especially with Hollander back. Yeah. So it's not a desperate need. If we're going to spend that money elsewhere then I wouldn't prioritise it. But if it's a case of you're not bringing anybody else in anyway for that sort of money, then I think we'd, it wouldn't do us any harm, to say the least. It would yes. at least give him time to acclimatise to playing at Rangers. And maybe for the first time in his career, playing as a defender on a team that's on the ball more often than not. Absolutely. Great shout. So, I, just hope, I just hope if he starts on Wednesday. I just hope he does his turn on Wednesday if he starts for Hearts. That's what I'm saying. Well, I was actually thinking that earlier the other day. I was like, oh, Barry McKay, John Suter and Andy Hardy. Listen, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think from, from my own personal perspective, I would I would offer Hearts 400 grand just now. That That's probably the, the sort of highest I would be able to go. As far as Shooter's concerned, I'm delighted we're bringing him in. I, I genuinely am. I'm really pleased we're bringing him in. I reckon you could be staring at the first guy that could captain Rangers and Scotland since Barry Ferguson. I, I, I think he's that good. I, I think he could be um, he could be captain material if we were ever to cash in and Tav, which I don't think will happen now, to be perfectly honest with you. But if we were to, um, I reckon his name would be not too far away from the top of the pile being the being the Rangers captain. And I, I, I think that could happen. Great signing. Great to get him in the summer. If we get him in January, then fantastic. But I would say 400,000 is the is the cap that I would go to. Listen, that just about wraps it up for this week. Jim, thanks for coming back. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, you too, Scott. And uh, nice to see the guys again. Indeed. See you shortly. Reese debut. Well done. Enjoyed it? Aye, it was brilliant, mate. Aye. I don't know who had a better one about me or Lowry, but um, I'll leave that to the <laughs> listeners to decide. And Kyle, speak to us a little bit about um, In the Dugout. Where are we with that? You're returning in February. Yeah, so we're returning in February. We're going to go um, get a couple of more of the guys um, from the podcast on the show. And um, as you know, there's, there's always things happening in the background. We might have Absolutely. a few special guests down the line for a few of the listeners there. Absolutely. So we, we we have we've we've lined up a couple of guys that will get on between now and the end of the season. Guys that we're looking forward to to getting yeah. an hour or so of their time as well. Yeah, so, really looking forward to having them on, Scott. But see, just before we go, bit of breaking news: Arebo is going to be playing in the old firm. Get in. <laughs> I mean, I'm, gut, I'm I'm gutted he's back for the Afri- the African yeah. Cup of Nations, of course. Cause it's great to go and represent your country. But my yeah. goodness, what a fantastic! Fantastic shot in the arm that is for Rangers supporters. Yeah. I will not even be that diplomatic. I'm not in any way disappointed <laughs> for him. I'm glad he's <laughs> going to fight back. 
Absolutely. Listen, guys, thanks very much. Appreciate your time as always. We will see you all again very soon. To you, the viewers and the listeners, don't forget you can get us right across all the obvious places where you get your podcasts, Spotify, Acast, blah, 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 all the obvious things. YouTube, subscribe to us on there and, and leave a comment if you like, as long as it's a nice one, preferably. Um, we do it all again as, as the week goes on. We are back next weekend for the review podcast where we will review the game on Wednesday night and the game on Ross County, which P.S. happens on my birthday when I turn a year older, Jim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we will um, we'll do it all again soon. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.